Borag Dog Earthlets. My name is Connor, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 194th episode oh, of Space Spinner no, 2000. No, yes, fuck forever, always. Uh, it's a podcast. Two Americans are to make sense. The UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD. One month of progs at a time. But last episode, we reached the end of 1988 in our prog timeline. So we're oh. taking an episode to do a retrospective on that year in progs. Whoa. I, there's no music this time. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, I know. I'm so excited, Cutter. What are you kidding? Of course there's music. It's the God Turn Gustrin Spinnies, baby. Always, yeah. We're going to talk about the previous year in 2000 AD. And as always, to help that conversation, we're going to give out awards for a number of categories. Welcome to the Spirits. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. So, bunch of categories. As always, again, we're defining them as loosely as possible. These awards can be for an individual page or panel. It can be for a whole year of work. We will, uh, after we're done, we'll read uh, uh, reader nominations after we do all of yours. I appreciate Ooh. everybody for writing in. And, uh, you know, we've kept these going for a while. And as always, I think we're going to get way more spicier opinions as we get later into these oh. years. There's a lot more <laughs> like, ooh, yes. Like, si- Simon Harris, did you say? No, oh. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, then. <laughs> or so on and so forth. That's, that's, my, uh, that, that, that's my unreasonable expectations, but I'm sure everyone has their own. And that said, Fox, let's go to our first category. <gasps> category one, best art. Oh, man. Which I love this art? category. Dude, Arts I, and artists. Let for me the, tell you, I could have I, I, I written a best art runner-up. I could have written another best art runner-up. I could have even written another best art runner-up. But you know what mm. I'm doing? This is my hot take. There's only one best art for this gosh darn year. And you better fucking believe it that it's the ABC Warriors. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm talking I'm talking page one of Prog 560, horse gross and super gross Monad Hammerstein. I think mm. yes. Oh, how about the art switch at 563, which was mwah. How about a giant metal album cover where everybody's just shooting guns and riding on top of Metquake in 566. Oh, how about when they return in 573? And you see the massive like black hole bypass during the Zalan yeah. the Great's rule, which is like super beautiful and not like a trash heap. The giant wor- or giant woman surrounded by monoliths of worm and termite imagery in 575 where like the pathway shoots like right into her mouth because man and this isn't even the most sexual of Im- imagery that we no. got. Uh, the, there's a gorgeous fight scene. Uh, oh, so that one was in 575. There's a gorgeous fight scene be- uh, that Simon Bisley does in 578 where Hammerstein is fighting Deathlock, which is fucking great. But no, nah, man, the most disgusting one is uh, the giant worm with multiple heads, tongues, nipples, and uh, what is very obviously a giant mouth vagina with teeth and a tongue in 580. Yeah. Finally, though, if you're looking for awesome and not completely gross there's 581 where deadlock takes all the memories of the abc warriors and makes them a giant psychic horse chaos rider guy yeah pretty pretty fucking rad there is only one art winner and it is all of the art from abc warriors my man 
Nice. It's so good. Disley and SMS. Yeah, yeah, those guys are great. So, so good. And so with all of that garbage, I have to ask you, my friend, what is your best art for 1988? Oh, man. So actually, I, I am taking your anti-example, um, Fox, because I do have three runners up, so screw you, all right? Whatever. <laughs> Get in a fight, the spinnies. Um, <clears throat> so my third runner-up. The homie John Hanklinton. Oh, man. Ooh. Um, we sort of started this year with the climax of the two Torquemadas, like with um, that really iconic, to me at least, image of um, of Torquemada with that chainsaw, with, with oh, the chainsword yeah. oh, and that yeah. um, reflection of Thoth and its blade and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, that, was, that was so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> just all this gruesome stuff that's real great and then coming back in with um in uh Deathbringer also just his ability to um like 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 draw these hip 80s teens alongside <laughs> Torquemada being all evil and Nemesis just like looking being, roided being all roided out and like weirdly God. like sexual kind of Yeah, I mean like- they uh, they all kind of are in their own way. Like, I feel like, uh, honestly, a lot of Deathbringer is sort of play, like, I don't know if he's actually doing this, but to me, it seems like Hank Clinton is playing with sort of, like, norms of how, how like, uh, male characters are supposed to look in comics and really actually yeah. be influenced by the look of, female, of like, female characters in comics <laughs> yes. at this time. Like, well, you get I mean, a lot definitely of- have, like, the ladies are super subdued in this one, generally, yeah. like, ultra-covered. Yeah, I mean it is int- yeah cuz like the 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 women are wearing a lot of like sort of like baggy kind of goth clothes and stuff like that and like it feels very similar act like like a lot of especially like Torquemadas and also Nemesis Pope but I guess both of them especially but both of them Ooh. have poses that like you could easily see oh. a uh, like like a Rob Liefeld um 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 lady in Oh yeah, this let me of, just shoot my bust out at you, you know. Yeah, like like late 80s of comics of like yes, I'm going to like shoot this gun and somehow you'll be able to see both my both my chest and 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 butt cleavage at the same time, uh. you know. That kind of thing. <laughs> God just picturing that contortion in my head. It's pretty common. Anyway, yep. um, so so, but but yeah, I mean, last year I, I think both of us gave Hinklinton like like top spots, and he continues mm. to be very good here, and just sort of making things that look like nothing else in the comic. Um, very true. Next up, Glenn Fabry. Oh yeah, um, you know, I feel like. I feel like on our show, we don't give him enough credit just because he's a real good artist, does all the Slain stuff. Um, yeah, I miss I Slain. Sp- Me too. Well, listen, we're, you're, you're 1989. You're, you're going to get all the Slain you can handle, buddy. Oh, um, God, can't wait. But uh, especially I want to shout Fabry out just for uh, the, the the Killing Field story in Prague 582. Mm. That one with very little di- – with, with, with like no dialogue and very little like like narration where you just sort of z- zoom in and out on different yeah. parts of this giant battlefield that Slane has, uh, has, has been victorious in. Letting the carnage just kind of sink in. He thought yeah. it was not too many. Yeah, exactly. And then um, my first runner-up is Brendan McCarthy, who had a real great year this year. Um, you know, he did all the Judda stuff in Oz, yeah. which is really fantastic, you know. Oh. Um, 
just a, I just remember a couple of those early in the year, like Judda, like splash pages and stuff, where like it's Dread oh, running through that big close up of like Judd and he's like seize him, you know. Or I mean, of, just of, like the color pages alone, or when the fucking the giant or the the uh, yeah. place explodes and it's just a no, head. Was, yeah. I was leading up to that, yeah, just the giant, like, curse the spawn of Fargo head exploding Shit, out of the so out of Air's rock and stuff. Oh, that's so cool. It's so awesome. Really it's great stuff. rad as fuck. Yeah, and I just really great stuff. And, you know, McCarthy's always, like, at this point, he's a real solid hand and just sort of the guy that can really, like, um, you know, to just slap out, like, some really crazy dread stuff. He, like... As much as there are people that, that 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 can draw Dread with a set look, I think he does a lot to expand and try to make new looks for Dread, new and have new interesting things happen. Strongly agree. I don't know. Then, I mean, does he do his own coloring? By the way, I think at this point, I don't know. I think it like that's something I should know fantastic. and don't. So I apologize because I, it's I think fantastic. At, <clears throat> at this point, I think if there's color stuff, it's mostly being done by uh by the letterer, like 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 Tom Frames probably Whoa, doing really? it. I think. Rad. I think um, I could be wrong about that. You know, we're sort of I, I, th- I think we're getting close to the days where we'll actually have coloring credits in um, in, in the comics. OK. Um, but I think, yeah, it's definitely either. But I'm sure it's either the either the letter or the artist that that do the color. I don't think there's a third one out there. OK. Um, but then for my winner. Man, you know, it's got to be Simon Bisley at SMS for ABC Warriors. Fuck Matt, I gotta yeah, bud. agree with you, my friend. Um, it's so good. I mean, like, honestly, um, the like like Bisley and SMS, although may, maybe Bisley just a little bit more weighted towards him, I guess. But I feel like both of them do the things that we've really loved in some of our top artists before. Guys like Kev O'Neill mm-hmm. or John Hinklinton, actually, which is this mm-hmm. sort of like... I always, I always think of it as these like lightning bolt moments. I guess that, that's what I always call them. Think of them as as like here's something that shows up one day and it's like whoa! Like this is like nothing I've seen before. Mm-hmm. This is like like I wanna like re I wanna see more about this. I wanna I wanna just just spend time looking at these pictures and stuff and like it's a gosh man, darn comic book, buddy. Absolutely, and just like the way, especially they work, like that they work with with the black and white of the ABC mm. Warriors here. It just makes everything feel, yeah, like the cover of a metal album, basically. <laughs> or like it's so know, rad. Here's these just these like black ink images of something that you feel like maybe you aren't supposed to be looking at, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I definitely don't think anybody should look at the Great Worm. That's just uncomfortable. <laughs> no, that's that's challenging. But even just like, I mean, the way Bisley draws just like Joe Pineapples with a sniper oh, rifle or something like that. Where he's just like got his freaking like leg up and he's in just this real like weird backwards position as he's firing yeah. a fucking thing. You're like, damn, Pineapples. Like, I want I want a patch of that for my jean jacket, you know, yeah. or something like that. Like it really, it evokes a time and place, I guess. And it's really like iconic and excellent. See, th- see, that would make a red patch. I fucking, there's so much back in these back issues that you can rip and take forward and then turn into something fucking that, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'd buy that. Metalheads yeah, would I mean, buy that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's most, it, 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 it might be that this is what I think of as um, the heavy, as uh, that uh, the heavy metal comic is, you know? Yeah. Um, and for that one, because like I don't know, that one always feels like I, I feel like I'm still six and like just getting into comics, and I see that on <laughs> like, like the stand, and my dad's like, "No, that's not for you, kid. Like that's forbidden shit. You gotta move on." 
probably say like a robot it falls in love with a woman what can't have it move on (laughs) but yeah great year um man um i'm sad i said this before in in our coverage i'm sad we we won't get more sms sort of as the years go by but um you know simon bisley's about to basically just uh re remake remake british comics in 1989 so i think that's gonna be good looking forward to um, but with that, Fox, let's move on. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the close, the, the, the twin brother of art. We go to category two best writing. Oh, man. Ugh. Yeah. So again, you know, <laughs> this could be a turn of phrase. It could be a story. It could be overall output for, for certain writers or something like that. Um, you know, what, what do you feel like was the best written stuff in, um, in 2000 AD for 1988? So I like, I, this is a, this is a slight repository leading up to my, uh, second runner up. I have a lot of things right. that I wanted to mention, but I, I was having hard times putting them in places. So sure. This is, this is, this first runner up is mainly so that people don't forget it existed before it went a little too sour for me. Um, mm-hmm. but the first tyranny Rex, it was so gross. And so like <laughs> sexy and so funny and weird, like it mm-hmm. got it got me into it. And that's not even um, bringing into the uh, to the fact of when she go- goes and rescues that guy by going into a giant worm, which was more visually funny, I thought, than uh, than the first one where it's just like you're getting mm-hmm. explained. You're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. It's like, oh, yeah, she makes people. <laughs> <laughs> they turn out to be pretty fucking gross. It was, you know, just an engaging little story. And yeah, I'd suggest people go back and read it. For my second runner up, baby, it's The Cruel Heart. Oh, nice. I really, Bad company. I, yeah. So, like, <clears throat> I didn't, I wanted to add this in also just like so that people didn't really forget. Like, Bad Company never really like knocked it out of the park for me in any sort of mm-hmm. like meaningful, like massive way. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like this nice little backbone that was sort of going through the comic and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll read more about Danny being sad and, and amalgamating <laughs> people uh, into him. But man, the way it ends and kind of the build up to it and how that, uh, that psychic lady just like turns gross and then explodes. <laughs> like, yeah, that eye stalk, it's real disturbing. Yeah, there's, <laughs> well, there's just parts of the story that like build up really well, even though they're not as flushed out as I'd like. And Kano just continues to be like, it's just kind of an intimidating character that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but my so my second or my my last runner up here, I guess, um, though contentious, maybe is going to be Ooh. Summer Magic. Ooh. Um, you know, I doubt or at least some part of me wants to believe that it's not as fucked up as what uh, like it certainly came off to me as well, not <laughs> fucked up. Fucked up is the wrong word for it. But like, you know. It's not necessarily a a fantastic story, but it is one that's like really it was a provoking one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it definitely like I think that was one of the more intense discussions we've had on the show in like a really long oh, sure. time. Yeah. Um, and so if like that's a story being told, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so for me, it's, you know, stories aren't always like a hyper positive thing. And while. You know, my, that might not have been the writer's intent. It certainly, uh, like, came off that way, uh, at least for myself and you. And we're somewhat yeah. in, a, in a vacuum, being that we've never read this thing or been exposed to it before. So, and it was just, you know, it's just an interesting thing. As for my top, 
I am going to reserve that as it shares the same spot as my best overall thrill, which we will Ooh. get to later. And I should say, uh, uh, your X is John Smith. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> God, I always forget this. Bad Company's Peter Milligan and um, Summer Magic is Alan McKenzie, just sort of to work right. out those writers. Uh, thank you. No problem, buddy. Uh, for me, um, so I'd say so. My second runner-up was was Peter Milligan for for Bad Company as well, actually. Um, and I think what's important about Bad Company actually is that it's one of the stories where we really talked about the writing of it a lot. Mm, yeah. Um, like so much of it is monologues between like regular Danny and what turns out to be yeah. like Danny as the cruel heart and stuff. There's a lot of like meditations on the nature of like violence and life and death and things mm. like that. And I think that sort of like it, it makes the sort of raw writing, I guess, free from the images of the comic. Yeah. That sort of makes it sort of an interesting choice and just an interesting work, I think, just generally. Um, then my first runner up is uh, John Wagner for the story Full Met Mental Jacket from Oh um, man, that from got, Judge Dredd was so one. close to getting on my runner up runner stories up as well. Like I was like, I was thumbing yeah. through the thing and I saw that and I was like, oh fuck yeah, this was pretty good. Yeah, like that like four issue like set um, mm. was a really just a really great actually just kind of kind of general Judge Dredd story. It's one of the ones I like where it's sort of Dredd isn't the actual focus of it. Um, you get a real sense of of what it's kind of like to be a young person in Mega City One, I guess, yeah. and to sort of like you know the sort of the threat of the gangs and the general crush of the city around you and things like that. Um, and then just it's immediately kind of a, going back into crime as soon as you're yeah, out. It's it's got a fun twisty tur- tur- twisty uh, turvy plot. It's got some warriors elements, which I always appreciate. You know, just mm-hmm. this politics of street gangs in a future city. I think seems pretty cool. Hell yeah! Um, a very and actually very sympathetic dread at the end. I think, which is very interesting yeah. and just sort of a marker of I think this era of dread. Actually, um, mm. you know, we're sort of building up this concept that dread's getting old. And part of that is sort of being a little softer on the citizens, which I think is kind of interesting. And also just that you have this um, thing and just that I think Wagner really tried to fill it full of like little references and puns, you know, more than a lot of other stories, even more than even a lot of city blocks and stuff. There's just a ton of uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest stuff in, mm. uh, in Full Mental Jacket, which I think is very interesting, just like, you know. Like trick for a writer to play or like thing yeah. to do to kind of make things seem interesting or, or to make things be interesting. So that's my runner-up. That's my first runner-up. And then my winner for best writer this year in 88. It's got to be Pat Mills this year. Um, Hell yeah, man. Like ABC Warriors in the Black Hole, uh, the two, like um, all the Nemesis stuff, two Torquemadas, Purity Story, and then Deathbringer. And even though it's kind of aborted, like just his, you know, the uh, the follow-up to Slaying the King as well. Just oh, had some really great – I wanted to read it so bad. Written elements. But especially the earlier stuff, like, you know, just all the different things in um, – in Black Hole, especially, like I really like um, the uh, like that 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 one sh- uh, short RoboCop part, like sort of in the middle, where like Hammerstein is like sort of oh rebooting yeah, and, and yeah, remembers yeah. his past. Or I think of that as like being when um, RoboCop's being built. You know, you're going to be a bad motherfucker. That 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 <laughs> section of RoboCop, you know, where he he kills his own creator by in, in jealousy and stuff. Yeah. That's really interesting. And then just a lot of yeah, you know, building back up on these things we've seen in the past with ABC Warriors. There's the monad coming back, these uh, evil humans. 
human, you know, the, this the remains of the decadent human empire that uh, Torquemada replaced and stuff. That's all very interesting stuff. And then just or and then you know just uh, Nemesis man, like the the grief that um, oh, God. Nemesis feels Poor when Purity Thoth dies. And then just generally how purity gets fucked over constantly. That's real great. Wow. Um, and then just this um, this Deathbringer thing, which is very confusing, but I think also just creates this very like grim gothic setting of like an oh ocean, yeah, like l- 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 like future Earth, you know. And also um, where you put a little tiny band aid over your tiny nose. Well, I mean, you know, you got to do something because you got a big uh, <laughs> uh, hole in your nasal cavities. You're, you know, it's true. When someone can, once you say, "Oh, my sinuses are stuffed," and people can look in and see how they're doing, then you got to figure uh, something out. But that's uh, the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, awesome. So, okay, let's move on to the big one. I guess it's in the middle of the show, but this is sort of the uh, your uh, your best picture of the spinnies. Oh it's, man. It's truly the most important one. <laughs> it's yeah. best overall thrill. Wonderful. So, top thrill of the year, buddy. We read these Ugh. stories. We call them thrills. What was the most thrilling thrill of the thrill year? <laughs> thrill. Uh, Which so- thrill thrilled you, thriller? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Uh, so, I, I've got two runners up. My first uh, is one that's it's somewhat hopeful. Uh, the Final Solution, uh, which Ooh. is Strontium Dog. Yeah. Uh, this, I feel, is so far so good. Uh, the art's a little bit hairy, like quite literally, and, you know, just kind of took some some time to get yeah, into. Yeah, I mean, I think we're – we always give si- – we're – We've given si- si- Simon Harrison a pretty hard time in the course of our so, yeah. coverage. I don't think he really deserves. It. I think he's doing a good no, job. He is. I'm very interested to see where he goes, and I've really, honestly, I I have really come around on his yeah. uh, Johnny Alpha. I think. Yeah, no, his his Johnny Alpha designs are actually exactly what I was going to point to. It's just I kind of like the eyes, the wilder hair, mm-hmm. you know, especially you know in the in the Johnny versus Wolf fight. Like that was really fucking intense and also like it was just well done um i I also like how he drew kids as just being kind of demonic uh the only thing that i'm not super stoked for is knowing that feral is going to be a larger thing but you know that doesn't really take it away from what it's shown me so far so i'm excited to see where it's going a lot more of his poochy ass coming up in uh in 1989 (laughs) can't wait for him to go back to his home planet Uh, so my runner-up is a is a twofer simply because uh, it, it is a it is a character arc, uh, okay. and that is Super Surf and Chopper. Ooh, um, aside, solar fire, yeah, yeah. So aside from like both being very beautiful, it's like they're really well done, obviously in terms of mm. art. Um, the rise, fall, and then return of Chopper has been like this really delightful thing to watch. Mm-hmm. especially as he, you know, he's been so obsessed about finding who he is almost as a point of fact of his entire life, right? Yeah. Like, constantly changing himself until finally, I mean, surfing has very much dominated who he is to the point where now that that thing is always with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and him just kind of going back out into the wildlands of Australia is such a and and mind you, with the girl who's in love with them sporting a poncho <laughs> she made, like it's just like a real there's a real neat send off, and it got me really psyched um, to see what comes up next because that character has become such a such a breakout, I guess. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So 
Uh, well, let yeah, me more, tell you. More, more Chopper in the new year as well, but not till just about the end of 89, but that's when we get to Super Surf 11, and that's going to oh, be pretty fun. Fuck yeah. So let me tell you, this best overall thrill, which also shares the best story spot, and if you didn't think it was coming, if you didn't even know it was coming, you're a dingus. It's goddamn Zenith, both interlude and phase two, baby. That oh, shit, shit is on fire. It is nice. so goddamn good. Zenith. Well, I mean, like, so first off with, like, the the interlude and kind of like, well, why are we talking about these other Mm -hmm. superheroes and giving this kind of backstory as well as a little bit of cleanup? But then as soon as you jump in to phase two, I mean, you don't really have this good sense of just, like, uh, was it uh, not Warhammer? um, Warhead? Warhead, yeah. Yeah, like, you don't really have a sense of who that robot is. Um, th- you know, the there is this like very interesting like plot. I'm just like sitting on the edge of my seat waiting to see like these nuclear bombs drop on London. Um, yeah. Mandala is like having his own sort of like crisis of faith with himself, which just immediately gets cleared up because he's just a bad guy, uh, which I love. But more more than anything, man, Zenith slept with his own kind of sisters and then, like, found out that his mom's eyes and his dad's whole piece of himself was inside. Like, all of Zenith phase two was fucked up and he had to kill his dad. And then, yeah. like, oh, fuck, just everything. Yeah, no, full full everything. He, uh, he, uh, he killed his, his, uh, his cyborg dad and slept with his clone mom. It's real crazy. Yeah, well, and then killed his kind of grandpa, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just... Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, and well, then... no, I don't... I don't know if he killed Payne, actually. Payne just sort of walks off screen. It doesn't, he doesn't die on screen, for sure. I thought, uh, for some reason, that... Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't I, think I, so, like, at least. So I, I gotta I double mean, check. I mean, if Payne comes back, even better, I guess. But, <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then, of course, you're, you're really, like, warped out ending where, hey, I'm, I'm Universe the Man. Let me turn into a triangle. Um... And let's freak out as as we then kind of see, you know, uh, sort of the resolution of what's or or at least yeah. there is some multidimensional shit that's going on in, in Zenith. Like it's it's kind of proto uh, uh, Rick and Morty, almost, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's just rad. Zenith is just so rad and it, it deserves all the accolades I can give. I just couldn't give it best art obviously i mean i would have i would have thrown everything i could at it because it's just so damn good phase two waiting for phase three babies oh yeah we'll get it not too far from when we start um next time i think it's in 626 um so yes we'll we'll start slain and zenith at the same time it'll be real crazy oh oh, no (laughs) Um, too much thrill power it could be you know thar's gonna warn us about it um I think so, man. Me, how about yeah. yours? Come on, tell me about it. <clears throat> well, I, well, okay. So, my 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 uh, second runner-up for best thrill. All right, my 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 third spot. I'll, I will um, give you your props and say that it's Zenith, man. That's oh. good stuff. Like that story. I really just like this idea of this kind of slacker superhero. You know, <laughs> on like, on a biorhythm scale, I guess. 
Right, but like you know, he like he fights Warhead, but that's like the like the the only like like this is a superhero comic where he gets beat up in one fight and sort of wins the next one. But that is that's not the fight that saves the day, right? Right. Like the fight that saves the day is just kind of like walking in to this kind of stereotypical like evil you know evil billionaire genius guy mm. and just sort of questioning him closely about what his plans for world domination oh, entail. It was so good, you know. He just talks him out of it, basically. And yeah. like I think that's that's real funny. I think like um I read a thing, and I'm gonna talk more about this for phase three when we start phase three, actually, but it sort of talked about how so much of Zenith is kind of Grant Morrison like thumbing his nose at the conventions of superheroes, basically. Oh, that's you know? great. I love like, that. Like that, it's like, um, you know, that he beats Lex Luthor by basically saying, like, dude, could you imagine actually ruling the world? Like, that'd be terrible. It's, it'd you know? be really fucking hard and horrible. Or everyone's def- coming to you. Right. Or taking out this Nazi uh, superhero, supervillain with one punch, and then mm-hmm. getting the old guy to come in and clean up the rest of the mess for it and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> non-conventional ways of dealing with these very like what seem to be these very conventional super superhero problems mm-hmm. that really set up with the ridiculous shit that's going to start ha- that that's coming in for phase three which is less rick and morty and more like honestly to me like a like christ on infinite earths or stereotypical oh. stereotypical like superhero um cr- multi multiverse uh, crossover kind of stuff i'm you interested know? i'm interested it should be it, – it, it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be good, I think. I think um, I'm re- I'm really excited for phase three. I've been reading ahead, Fox, so I'm like, you know, I'm like <laughs> – I'm, 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 I'm halfway through it now. And I'm like, all right, like this is good. I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be a lot of work for me just to – because there's a lot of – because like all the crossovers are with classic British characters. So oh. I got to like do that. But I found some resources to help me. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I um, will not know any of those then. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's fine. Is um, Dan Dare in it? No, I don't think so. Oh, come on, guys. You know, he's too busy doing his own thing in Eagle oh, or whatever, that's man. that's true. Can't come, can't slum back to 2018. I mean, I'm, I just want him to come through, be the be the bad guy he was always meant to be, and be like, I got this planet-destroying bomb. Just destroy Ooh. your whole planet. Nice. Genocide on the other foot. Um mm-hmm. So my first run-up for writing is Judge Dredd this year. Oh, man. Oh, cool boy. stuff on Judge Dredd. We got Oz, Full Metal Jacket, which I mentioned earlier, um, or Mental Jacket, I should say. That uh, Bloodline storyline was really great. That introduction of Ju- of Dredd's clone, Judge Kraken. Oh, my God. That's right. And just uh. him, him looking into the eyes of his younger self and his younger self being all crazy and, like, you know – indoctrinated by the Judda and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's just basically the same fuck you, old man, you know? <laughs> exactly. And then uh, the, the the Twister storyline, which is, I, I think we said was a really great way to introduce yeah. color into oh, the strip. Man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, and just like, um, and then just generally like the uh, the start of these full color strips, you know, introduction of PJ oh, Maybe. so beautiful. Other things oh, like PJ that. PJ Maybe's just, great. Yeah, just creating these villains and these new characters and this new way of telling the stories with this sort of painted color artwork and stuff. It's really great. And I think it's just really, um, you know, I mean, Dredd's always in, in, in my contention for, for overall thrill. And I, th- oh, I think he earned a spot this year. Um, but my winner, oh, best baby. overall thrill, ABC Warriors. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I mean, they won best writer and they won best art. So this is just a real combination of these things. Need to, you know, these guys, need to sweep, huh? 
they really blew shit away in the first half of this year. You know, Fuck the first half yeah, of 88 dude. is really owned and defined by the ABC Warriors, if just because of what they leave in their wake in terms of like, <laughs> all right, like I feel like, well, I just feel like they're kind of saying we've got to up our game a little bit. Um, right. In this coming year. And while I think a lot of people don't at this point, just because of uh, production problems, um, mm. they have sort of like, like, like Mills and Bisley and SMS have really kind of set a standard that other people have to now work towards, I think. And I think that's very important, which makes it the overall thrill. I'm really surprised that you didn't say Moonrunners, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, All right, sad. moving on. May bu- bum me out by bringing up Moonrunners on my award show, Fox. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you gave the nod to it, like, hey, you know, some people fucking not pulling their shit together. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like Moonrunners is earnest, but um, it's not great and just has some real <laughs> it's problems. No, it's no Death Planet. It's no It's no Ace Trucking, which is, which is, is what oh, I want. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. And, Let's move on from there, Fox, to... Yeah, baby. 1988 MVP. Oh, dude. This is a new one, Fox. I I stole this one shamelessly from the Where Eagles Dare Awards. Thank you very much, guys. The uh, the, 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 the Eagles, I believe, or Eagles. But uh, listen... I, or Eddie's, that's what it is. I need to know, Fox, who, who's your most valuable player for 2000 AD? Who's the person that added the most or was the most – was an important uh, – uh, it, it can be so, a character, a thrill, a, a real-life person. person, anything like that. So, man, I'm going to I'm gonna be real corny. I'm going to start with my MVP top spot first. It's you, buddy. You're my oh. god. You're my god darn MVP from, from whipping my ass to get onto this goddamn thing, making sure I'm reading to correcting me. To even to this episode where it's just like, hey, like this is the writer's name. Here's the artist's name. Here's all these people. And you help me <laughs> oh, out. Know. Conrad, Conrad, I mean, we've had this talk before, but like behind the scenes, Conrad, Conrad is the machine that keeps this thing running. And, you know, couldn't could not uh, uh, like use this category to give another tip of my hat to the man because this has oh, been shit. great. Even it's not my intention for the record. Oh no, not- no 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 no! <laughs> I I have I have some I have some lesser class MVP runners up below this. Um, but yeah, because in know, 1988 I was just a little shit kid. I was like seven years old, breaking <laughs> toys and shit. Bad That's times. fine. Destroying destroying households, becoming what was that Macaulay Culkin movie you just showed me? Bad kid, <laughs> the, the good the good son, yeah. good son. There we go. <laughs> uh, like you know, just just wanted to just wanted to throw that out there, and not to mention that we got to see each other uh, yeah. over the Christmas break, which was super rad. We haven't like hung out for God in person for like two Lit- years. Yeah, literally two years. It was <laughs> very it was, weird. <laughs> it was fucking great. So, you know, just wanted to throw that out there as you're my you're my MVP, bud. Now oh, thanks, man. For those for those lesser runners up. Chopper, I guess. Pretty good fucking character. Loved him, man. I really I think that, you know, especially early on when he first got in, I was like, What's the deal with this chopper kid? Why does everybody mm-hmm. like him so much? Even in um the old Super Surf, but with this like him, I mean, of course, this is kind of going into 1987 a bit, but him going across the goddamn fucking Pacific Ocean, you know, like his whole rise to getting to Super Surf 10, getting mm-hmm. there, doing it, failing, coming back with his own fucking comic book, right? Like all of that was just so good. And I loved it. And uh, yeah, you know, my last runner up, though, it's also a character because I, uh, you know. It's a comic book, man. I'm thinking about sure. what I'm reading. But 
it's uh, the Joseph Mengele of fucking Zenith. It's Dr. Payne. Gotta, hey. have, gotta have your weird fucking eugenic experiment uh, evil guys. And I feel like, you know, he was just disgusting enough to make uh, a guy sleep with his mom clones. He is horrible in all ways. And I appreciate somebody who is uh, um, not necessarily overtly or doesn't think they're that evil but clearly is just the worst kind of person. We had I mean, some great least... moments. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go for it. Oh, I was going to say, I, th- I, th- I think my favorite part is when they talk about um, how, oh, I forget his name, um, Wallace wants to, wants to nuke London. And um, Payne's like, yeah, I'm not. Listen, I, I disagree with it, but he's he's giving me he he's funding my my experiment, so I can't. <laughs> so I don't. I really can't really do shit. anything. I can't really stop him. You know, it's just the way it goes. Sometimes you get funded by these uh, mega maniacal uh, millionaires. You know, it's just the state of play. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good way of setting it. Like it was just you know, I don't think that that Zenith would have been good with just. Uh, uh, Virgin America or whatever. God, why Richard Branson just blown up right. London, man. <laughs> you know, sure. Uh, at any rate, that's that's mine. And sir, I need to know, as does the audience, who are your MVPs for this, the 1988 Spinnies. Well, now I feel like I got to no, open you, up. You don't open up know, by no, saying no. that's you, Fox. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I feel like 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 I didn't initially say because I feel like it goes without saying. You know, I mean. I've, I, I record a fair amount of episodes with other folks just for as a guest host and things like that. And everybody's great. I've, I've had great fun talking with everybody who's come on the show this year. And I really value them coming on so that we can focus on doing these prog issues and be able to put out a regular show, you know, because that's sort of just the way it goes. But, um, man, the, the one thing those shows also do is really remind me of the, uh, the rapport and connection that you and I have when, when, oh, when buddy. we talk. And, you know, some of it's sort of just built off of the fact we've been doing this for, like, over three years. Oh, fucking 400 but, years, yeah. Right. But but it's also just sort of this, the, the friendship we have and just our yeah. ability to, to play off each other and stuff like that. I mean, that was what was really fun about, um, or, or that was something <laughs> I, thought, I thought was really funny when we were hanging out in person. And oh, my God. we just start, like, riffing and going crazy and, like, just, like, you know... <laughs> Like, just immediately, like, just, uh, like, it seemed like we, we'd worked out some kind of comedy bit, but it was just the two of oh, us. My like, my family like, could not handle it. They're like, what the fuck are you yeah. guys doing? What are you guys just talking like, about? Just us, us talking and getting weird and working off each other's energy and stuff <laughs> like that. That was really, like, you know, that was really was, awesome. And yeah. it's something that, we, that, that, that we've built the hard way over the course of these shows, you know, so. Yeah, man. Just got to get, get a little booze in, in me and you, and suddenly we're just talking about conspiracy theories <laughs> we'll for do a lot of stuff. hours. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, that was really um, – yeah. And so, yeah, rad. again, I, I just want to say I, I, I don't know what i do um, with, with, without you on this show. You're such an important part of it that obviously – you know, like I didn't even prepare because I feel like, I, yeah, listen, man, like, you know, my most, you're my most valuable podcaster, man. Oh. Come on. That's the, that's the real MVP, bro. Oh, you're so sweet. That's nice. Thank you, Conrad. Um, but, but, but to the actual thing, my MVP for 1988, oh, for me, it's Steve Dillon. Woo. 
Um, so, you know, Steve Dillon, the artist, uh, he did regular work in Rogue Trooper and Tyranny Rex mm-hmm. this year, but he also seems like he did a thousand things of filler work throughout the oh year as well. Oh, my God. Like haphazard, a bunch of other stuff. Um, there's several progs where he's drawing two or three thrills and even writing some of them as well. Um, oh, that's right. Like – I'll talk about this a little bit actually next episode when I kind of do like what the state of play is for 1989 in uh, in 2000 AD. But mm-hmm. we are sort of in this period where um, you know in 87 like Ma- this company Maxwell bought the uh, bought 2000 AD and the youth group and that merger is not going very well basically oh. and things are reaching ahead especially just as 2000 AD increasingly is just not paying anybody for anything like every like morale is really low and stuff like that i mean oh my god part of why we're seeing all these progs with that are full of future shocks and um like archive things like shit from Uh, the annuals and stuff like that is because they just can't get like talent to do stories for them basically hey man you got to get paid yeah yeah totally and so you know and so steve dylan has been here a fair amount just to kind of be like all right like we need something steve can you like give us a future shock can you do another haphazard or something like that he's like yeah Mm. okay i'll do it i guess like he's (laughs) local like he can just toss it in yeoman's Um, work huh yeah so i feel like he's kind of um you know again like he even if he's not sort of like, I mean, I love Steve, I love Steve Dillon's art, but if he's not, you know, but he's not maybe not um, setting the world on fire the way like like Simon Bisley is, for instance. He's a real good hand. I feel like for me, that's what that's what the MVP should be. It's somebody who is yeah. keeping things running, even if they don't get all the glory for it. And this way, well, they sort of put some things on their cool, man. Yeah, you know, whatever. So. That's my MVP. We got two more categories now, Fox, as we sort of uh, uh, zoom out a little bit more. So we go to best month. What's your, what's your top month for a 1988, oh, Fox? There's, and again, these are – I guess this could be a calendar month, but generally it's also just sort of what are, what's your favorite stuff we covered in one of our episodes fucking was in that category. Man, there is like – I didn't even bother doing runners-up. It has been this and stayed this for the entire year. It's fucking January. What <laughs> January shits – shits your like makes you shit your pants over how much awesome shit there is in it you had abc warriors you had zenith Mm -hmm. you're like like basically like straight into the judda and mccarthy is just fucking making me so happy here um you have this is kind of the start of the purity story where you start getting this realization that nemesis is kind of a really bad dude go fuck around with like you know uh, 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 Torquemada. That's just yeah. like getting, and, and not to mention, uh, my one of my least and also kind of unreread favorite characters, which is Nemesis's like clone Nemesis, which is just screaming filth and putre or uh, oh, putrefy yeah, everywhere, m- mimesis or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, uh, you know, outside of like the the little future shocks that. Or, or I even believe there was a, um, oh, what was it? You, you'd even just mentioned it because he had just worked on one. Um, oh, like a haphazard. Like, yeah, or, I like think a there was a haphazard Dylan? in there as well, um, which is pretty all right. Yeah, I don't hate haphazard, uh, and the the future shocks were unoffensive. But more than anything, and this is key, it's fucking key for January. It was Stone Killers 
and one of the last uh, to me it's the true send off for Ascara. Like at this point, mm. right? Like there were a couple, like I think there was one or two super short stories after this, but you had Durham Red and you had Johnny Alpha going on a badass fucking adventure. And I remember like kind of leaving last year thinking like stone killers. And you're like, yeah, they're, they're like stone dudes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that doesn't sound interesting. You know, that, that sounds kind no, of boring. Cool. Turns out it's fucking awesome. Uh, so it, it was just a very, like that whole month, I remember just like shitting my pants a bit, uh, <laughs> in terms of just like, oh, the whole year is going to be like this. And you're like, nah, man, it's not, this is not what the whole year is going to be like. <laughs> Got me bummed out. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, it, we were like halfway through the year and I was still kind of thinking, but back to January, like, oh, ABC warriors. Yeah. I think, um, I think you might have the wrong months though, Fox. I don't want to like freak you out hold on here i think you're talking about february 559 to 562 i am wait really hold on i'm gonna double click because stone killers doesn't start until uh because stone killer starts in five in 560 hold on here hold on i'm consulting the bones as we speak yeah and uh same with purity and 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 purity story just doesn't start till 558 where's my fucking documents where is my... Where are you? Downloads? Uh-oh, sorry, Fox. <laughs> no, you are correct. Son of a bitch! <laughs> it's, Jan- it's January and February uh, uh, 1988, I believe. Well, pickle my carcass. It's That's then... <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. No problem. Fuck! I've never been known to make a mistake before, so you just sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> I mean that's still that's still a good section. I mean yeah, that's a no, great one. Jets, that actually that actually no. All right, great. So that's what's that's your, our, what's your yeah. what's so your Fox, top you, month, Conrad? <laughs> yeah. So you you had um yeah episode one seven seven. That's five five nine to five six two. Mm, that's exactly the one I was thinking. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Sorry, buddy. Oh, that's why the MVP, I guess. Um, I had actually the other month the the episode right after that episode one seventy eight. Ooh, Prox five sixty three to five sixty six, which has the destruction of Ayers Rock and the start of Super Surf Ten. Mm-hmm. A lot of action from both Bisley and a scare. That's sort of when the boot goes in for that Stone Killer story, and a lot of uh, Bisley blowing things up. Aye, then aye, 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 the big aye. action scene in Revelations and Purity Brown. That's kind of when we kind of learn that like Nemesis mm. is toying with her and stuff. And uh, the debut of Tyranny Rex as well. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's before you find out that her that her guy is stuck inside of a giant goop prison of a right, man. Yeah, it's just sort of the first one, but it's got a lot of like a, like a print stuff that's kind of fun. Oh, things yeah, like that. that's right. Don't get he was wearing those giant mechanical pants that he trips and falls onto like the, the laser, laser wire. grid. That's so great. <laughs> I think it's the next episode, but we're sort of setting the stage for it now. Yeah, it's good times. Oh man, perfect, awesome. Okay, and so let's move on to our final category, Fox. Best year. Ooh. So you'll remember that we uh, cut these down because there's too many, too mm-hmm. many years, Fox. And so this time we were just going to do it between 1987 and 1988. So of those two, what's your right. favorite year of 2018? So uh, the only note I have here, I got to get better at this, about 1987 because I oh, did sorry. not want to go and uh, and reread of 87. Yeah. Like I, it, it, I just looked at it in terms of its placement. 
against everything else because uh, I have a master list of these. Um, it's like it was fantastic, but a few stinkers put it a bit lower, and that's kind of how I feel about 1988. It's mm. like there was there was it there was the it was the best of times, and then it was slightly okay times, right? Yeah. Um, so I kind of put them neck and neck. So I, I just kind of did the old Fox thing. And I said, all right, well, 1988 slightly better than 1987. I certainly enjoyed ABC Warriors more. My my thing is, is that I like in retrospect thinking now there was like a lot more slain last year, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. And there was Super Surf fucking like whatever, nine. Well, I mean, no, that was no, like a no, that years was, ago. Yeah, yeah, OK. No, that was like 86. In '87, Chopper got free, but it was uh, oh, like, like that's three, right. Yeah, it was yeah, three yeah. years after he had been um, arrested for Super Surf Seven. You know, that's like '85 mm. or something, I think, as I recall. Well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, oh man, because there was more slain last year. God, that's hard. I might put it below '87. That's a possibility. I reserve the right to restructure of next year. Sure. <laughs> okay. It's fine. <laughs> How about you, uh, Conrad? You yeah. got it's got one of two choices. Exactly. Yeah, and for me, I'm going to say 87 is the better year between it and 88. Mm. Um, 87's got the first half of the Oz storyline. It's got the uh, Revolution story in a in a in a Judge oh, Dredd. That's right. It's got that that the uh, the bitch storyline that introduces um, ah son uh, of a bitch Durham Red with uh, Ronald Reagan and shit in. Um, <laughs> In Strontium Dog, it's got most of the two Torquemada storyline, that Anderson story, Hour of the Wolf, all that stuff. Um, oh, my God. That's so much better than this. 1988 starts super duper strong. Yeah. They can't keep it up. You know, the second half of the year we have – there is still, still some good stuff, but, man, we're just really marked – by production delays and filler, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stories being like, hey, okay, see you in 1989 or something. And then even more just like, you know, two, three um, future shocks in, in a prog or, you know, a couple future shocks and like, oh, here's this, oh, God, uh, here's I, that yeah. Max Normal story from the annual or here's a here's some daily dreads <sighs> and stuff. I mean, I do like Daily Dredge for the record, but they're also like the definition of filler of just let's I, take something they, and reprint it, you know? It, it just, it reminds me too much of what we used to have to watch with uh, or read like back in the day when they would take old comics from the archives. Something like, uh, what was that? The Phantom Patrol yeah, and Phantom shit Patrol, like that where Black you're just Claw, like, God, yeah. shoot me, shoot my brains <laughs> out. I mean, I think this stuff, I, I think um, this filler is better than that. But man, oh, it is not. Yeah, great. no, it's, it's not just great. in tiny boxes, and it's hard for yeah. me to read. I'm an old man. Exactly. So I think all of that kind of keeps '88 behind '87, just in terms of, uh, of of yeah, having a weak end after a strong start, you know. But mm. I'm look, looking forward to '89, which could have a weak start followed by a strong end, which is you know, a little better for me. Yeah, sort of a Sir Mix a Lot year. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the stupid <laughs> they loved it <laughs> you know yeah I, I don't want none unless you got thrills hun anyway oh. um so we also had a bunch had some folks uh, write in with their nominations for the spinnies fox always mm-hmm. stoked to hear folks on the social medias and the 2080 forums etc um saying what they thought about 1988 so let's cut let's talk about those now <gasps> Borag 
Thong, it's Conrad from the future on my own reading off your awesome spitty nominations. Thanks so much for everybody sending them in. They really mean a lot. Really just excited to hear what everybody had to say about 1988. I'm going to do a mix of uh, full reading and paraphrasing here. Everybody's sending a lot of stuff, a lot of words, and I don't want to make this... uh, too super duper long, but I uh, should try to get everybody's uh, uh, feedback. So let's get started from email. You've got Joe, who always sends in these nominations. Thank you so much, man, for your excellent contributions every time. All right, so for best art, he's got the king of amazingly ugly black and white art. He says, uh, Simon Harrison and John Hinklinton revitalizing two classic stories. It's a shame the writers ran out of steam and let them down. I don't know. Uh, Best writer, John Wagner, for a single wonderful moment, dread not shooting Chopper in the back. Alan Grant has encouraged the Drew to take the dread as villain theme as far as it can go. But this this is the moment where, where Wagner takes his creation back. How far will he be willing to take Dread in the opposite direction? Keep reading. All right. A lot of, lot of spoilers here, Joe. You're getting close. All right. Uh, best thrill. An easy one. The return of ABC Warriors. Best month he has July, which is Tyranny Rex, Dread, and the uh, In the Bloodline story, and the extraordinary ending of Bad Company. Uh, best year. Uh, Joe says this is a come down after 87, so that one's still in the top. This is our new five-year system. And his MVP is Tharg. Great performance on the letter pages, of course. And his uh, with his barrage of put-downs and eye-rolling disappointment at his readers really sets the tone of the comic. Cheeky, self-knowing, swaggering, uh, and yet having a real community. Only in England would readers love writing into someone who they know will consistently insult them, talk down to them, and invent petty reasons to um, withhold their prize money. Excellent. All right, next up, we got David Renane from Where Eagles Dare. From He gr- says hello from far-flung New Zealand, and 88 was the year he rediscovered 2000 AD, but maybe more in 89. Um, he had a 2008 background, but sort of moved on to other things. Um, it sort of talks a little bit about how 88 is also sort of a down year for Where Eagles Dare, the podcast he does about the uh, the new eagle. But I'm looking forward to that stuff. Man, I'm so interested to see where other stuff besides 2008 is going myself. Um, but uh, Zenith and Bad Company 2 really resonated with him. So for best art, he's... Giving it to uh, Steve Yole's Zenith Art, clean and understated, with an honorable mention for David Roach in Purity Story. Best writing, well, he'd like to give it to Morrison for the twists and turns in Zenith. Instead, it's going to Wagner Grant for Oz. Not because Oz is great, but because so much comes out of it. Don't worry, Zenith, your time will come. He's got the uh, Dave's punting for both best thrill. Damn, it's all good. And uh, for mu- for month where he says uh, Jamar Gazember, <laughs> his MP his, his MVP is split. Uh, first was his friend Nathan Morecree who gave him back frogs to help him get back in 2000 AD. All right. And his second is Space Spinner 2000. All right. Appreciate it. Ignite, reignited love for um, for the frog this year, but also kept us, you know, uh, blew his mind with our reevaluation of Summer Magic. Oh, so controversial. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, you know, I appreciate, um, like I said, when Fox gave me the MVP, you know, our, our, our goal was not to get people to slap us on the back. I just wanted to interest see who you think is sort of a... A helpful person in the uh, in the year that was, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So thanks very much, Dave, for sending that in. All right, so let's move on to the 2000 AD forums. Colin, you'll never walk alone. 
ha- uh, got his in early. Best art is uh, Steve Yole for uh, for Zenith Phase One and the uh, and the and the and the interlude in the early part of the year. Best writer Grant Morrison for Zenith, cause it's Ace. And his best overall thrills is in first place, uh, Dread for Bloodline specifically, Zenith all that up to date, and uh, his third place is Summer Magic for being such an interesting um, interesting story and so different from everything else in 2000 AD, with an honorable mention of Bad Company 2, because it's great. <laughs> his best, best month was January, and it says uh, January for being, for being what all good January should be and giving us fresh starts. You get some solid stuff in Dread, Bad Company, ABC Warriors, Black Hole, and the grimly beautiful John Hinkleton Nemesis, but also Birth Zenith, and most significantly, gives us the new logo that will in so many ways spawn all logos to come. That's true, actually. I feel like we didn't mention that, but yeah, the new 2008 logo is starting in January. Uh, for best year, um, he says 87 is better than 88, and his MVP, his most influential uh, uh, player, because... He, he wants me and Fox to get into Acid House. Get down. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, listen, I'm interested in the, in, in the music of the time. It, it's funny um, for the start of our shows. I always go with the, with, with the British number one, which is all this like pop and like dance music and stuff. So I am missing a like. So we are missing a lot of sort of more like smaller or like underground things like heavy metal or acid house or, you know, the uh, the alternative music that was so much of my own youth growing up in the uh, in the 90s. So, it's you know, I'll check it out for sure. Try to put something on here eventually. Um, the Malak comes in. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show, by the way, Dave, <laughs> um, earlier this year. Um, Best art, the wonderful and moody Steve Yole. Can't imagine Zenith without him. With honorable mention for Chris Weston, who's just starting out in the progs here. And while stuff is primitive, he also uh, did some great stuff. Uh, the Monarch was just on, uh, on Mega City Book Club talking about Cannon Fodder, which is also by Chris Weston. That's some great stuff. Best writing, Grant Morrison. Zenith work is top-notch. Can't wait for us to start talking about uh, Phase 3, which is a Crisis on Infinite Zenith. So I'm excited for that one, too. For best overall thrill, he does a, 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 a combo nomination of uh, the Dread Bloodline story, so very important in sort of staking out w- sort of w- where futures, dr- uh, future tales of Dread would come. And then Zenith Phase 2, stronger than Phase 1 in every way, peering into the history of superheroes, and then um, showing both past and future heroism in, uh, in, in, the, in uh, the alternate realities that, we'll, that we saw in the Winter Special and coming forward in the uh, next Zenith story. For best month, he has January. Talk about uh, starting year with the bang, of course. Uh, Oz, bad company, all this stuff. You know, the one of the one of the better Pat Mills power hours we've seen. And um, for best year, he says uh, he uh, gets harder each time. It's just I cannot do another Rick Random Award, which he gives it to Bradley. I'd still I'd, I'd say 87 is still stronger than 88. The problem with 88 is the problem you'll you'll continue with 89. That's the schedule crunch, which causes ongoing strips to miss issues. At a time to be replaced by reprints or bad future shocks. Yeah, which we we talked about in our coverage as well. Yeah, there's sort of you know the extra pages and the combina- and like and the contract disputes and things like that really really kicks kick a leg out of the stool of 2000 AD um, in this sort of late 88 early 89 period. Um, so uh, Leigh S, who was also just on the show for the winter special, all right, everybody's coming back together, um, agrees that. Um, 1988 is the year of Acid House! And we haven't gotten to Roxella yet, soon enough, I guess. Um, for 
Best art, he gives it to Bisley for keeping it metal all the time. Absolutely, <laughs> gotta agree with that. Um, and then for best writer, um, sort of, get, he says, uh, the best writer is obscured by the breakup of T.B. Grover into his constituent parts. It's further complicated by lack of powerhouse artists defining this year's dread, with lots of new talent that'll prove itself in the long run, but no Kennedy, MacArthur, or Carlos to pull things together. But if you isolate Wagner's bleak bag of dreads from Rick Grant's frothier stories, they stand up well as, as any run, full mental jacket, bloodline, PJ maybe, curse the spider woman, and of course, bloodline and maybe will provide material for decades to come. You know, while other writers try to try to trip over themselves um, to get clever ideas out, John's happy to have a six brewer, a six pager, and let it brew for as long as it takes. For best story, it's got to be ABC Warriors. Though Zenith is coming on fast, but Pat's reinvention of the Magnificent Seven is, pitch per- is a pitch perfect blueprint for how to make 2080 work as it enters into its second decade, playing to a broader age group, but also the core audience of aforementioned an- <laughs> angry headbanger kids. Whips and posers leave the hole. <laughs> Best month's a toughie as they're all mixed bag. Um, but he suggests uh, September, which brought a lot of PJ maybe and some deadly and some daily star dread. What looks like filler now and then was still very welcome with the uh, the finest of uh, Wagner, Grant, and Gibson. Um, he sort of talks about he sort of also uh, also talks about '87 being a, a virtuous uh, circle of 2000 AD. And I guess '88 too of a. Uh, 2000 AD, Heavy Metal, Games Workshop. These were all, you know, equally true in 88. Yeah, this sort of this, um, these different cultural artifacts all taking things in and, uh, and iterating on each other. And then that iteration gets iterated by the next group and back all around. It's an interesting thing. It's sort of, a, yeah, this sort of British culture loop, I guess. That eventually, I know for me, lead to crazy 2000 AD stuff, but also like Warhammer 40K and other things like that. <laughs> um... So, um, Lee says 87 is better than 88, but 84 is still his top year. And his MVP might be PJ, maybe. His, his reappearance here establishes him as a force we reckon with, um, and he will remain for many a year to come. Still in the 2080 forms, Echidna says best month is January. Best writing John Wagner for sto- sowing the seeds of future storylines, allowing Chopper to survive Oz. Um, and he says, we all love a good anti-hero, but Nemo's just in deadlock or total dicks now. And sometimes he just wants someone to root for, you know? And I got to agree with that. And MVP, Chopper. And he says his best and worst art is John Hinklinton. Grotesque, disturbing, frequently incomprehensible, and generally unpleasant to look at, and yet utterly distinctive, dynamic, d- dynamic, vibrant, exciting, and occasionally absolutely iconic. I hate him. He's a genius. I... I, I, I I think I'm with you there. You know, we've talked a lot about um, the brilliant grossness of Hinklinson and his ability to just have art that's both disturbing and inspiring at the same time. Alex F., who's also been on the show, uh, thoughts for the 88 uh, Roundup, best art, Liam Sharp, for creating PJ Maybe, a nondescript character with an amazingly distinctive look and much harder is much harder than it seems um also that panel of of uncle wilbur's face mashing into, into the pin the pavement <laughs> best writing wagner grant because it's the last time they worked together for um on a whole bunch of strips but also dread in general had his um had the best stories in 88 except for best thrill summer magic whoa <laughs> um you love the change of pace the series brought and john ridgway's horror-tastic artwork um, and he um, likes our, uh, or sort of found our dark reading of the text to be something he'd never considered before. It makes sense and adds another shade of horror. I'll say, um, 
I think John Ridgway is great in a great drawing that kind of horror artwork. We'll see that in a, in in the Dead Man later this year. And I'm have a lot to say about that. I'm very excited about it. Best month January. Best year not 1988. No sir, still 86 for him. And MVP John Hinklinton for being the best at making me feel funny in my tummy and paving the way for other adult artists like Simon Steve Bisley and Simon Can't Draw Dogs, but who cares, Harrison? Man, it's true. Dog was... <laughs> Dougal the dog was rough, for sure. And um, so go on to a Sheridan, who I believe will be visiting us actually in the coming year here in 2018. Script droid Pat Mills for interlocking Nemesis and ABC Warriors this year. Art droid Simon, Diz- Simon Bisley, what a debut! Attempt to pick SMS for providing another side of Agartha and Hammerstein's childhood. I think we both, I mentioned those ones both, or at, at least that sort of, yeah, robocopy of <laughs> ABC Warriors story. But yeah, SMS's work on Agartha and that giants and, and, and these giant cityscapes was also really amazing. His top, ABC Warriors, The Black Hole. I remember drawing copies of some of the business artwork for my school books, um, or textbooks, as we call it here in the States. Um, <laughs> uh, se- uh, then uh, his, his second place is Nemesis the, the Warlock Book 7, The Two Torquemadas, which of course has puns, humor, side of torture, history lessons, and deviancy. And his third was Oz, which suffered from having um, choppy you know, artwork, just a bunch of different um, um, artists mixed in there. And, uh, and and he found the uh, the arrival of the Judd jarring, but now he appreciates all that art and all the different story threads sort of mixing together. Plus, now we know where they lead, which he won't get into because everybody's just everybody loves to just sort of say like like oh yes, and that's going to happen, just sort of to tease Fox, I guess. A lot of a lot of spoiler teases here, whatever. Um, MVP John Hinklinton. Um, it took a while to get used to the style, but get used to it, I did. And by the time he did the Fear Teachers and Toxic, I was a fan. Three years later, he also uh, uh, has a top one for Tomas de Torquemada. Pretty valuable, um, you know, and he'll let us decide which one he means. <laughs> and he still has uh, 83 as his best year. You know how it goes. And yeah, he's uh, looking forward to see what Fox makes this final solution and the Horn God. I'm very excited for it as well. That should be pretty, pretty good. Um... Now let's move on to the Facebook. Oh, geez, the Facebook. Um, main one here was from a Willie Russell from the 2000 AD Megaverse group, uh, which is a, a good old Facebook group. I'm on there if you want to, you know, come on, talk about Facebook, enjoy, or talk about 2000 AD, love the old stuff, be sort of uh, complaining about the new stuff. It's good times. I guess like most 2000 AD groups, honestly. But anyway, um, Willie Russell gives best writer to John Wagner. Um, he says uh, Wagner gave an interview following his split with Grant, saying he was enjoying writing much more since he began to take it seriously, and it really shows in the descriptive prose and quality of construction stories like Bloodline, Hitman, and PJ Maybe H13. Um, it's cruel to say it, but Grant's fun and in- inconsequential dreads really emphasize the craft of Wagner's writing. I think there's, you know, in, a, in the weekly, there, there's place, there, there's there's a place for all. Uh, all, all temperatures of dread, I think, be it uh, cold and grim or a warm and frothy, you know, a dread for all seasons, I say. For best art, he says John Hinklinton. Uh, Yoel delivers the best work of his long career, and Simpson has a strong claim to be the first droid producing painted strip art rather than colored line work. But Hinklinton so you un- so uniquely his own peculiar, completely original thing that handing to, lo- to lo- the laurels to anyone else would be a travesty. And man, I agree, like, 
it's true. There's a lot of good of good artists really getting their start in '88 and '87. Um, but yeah, I think Hinklinton's really the guy that sort of shows up and is a lightning bolt. And listen, we're about to lose him, so you got to give him those laurels while you can. You know, there's still still years of uh, of a uh, Yol and Simpson to sort of you know talk about things like that. Um, the best overall thrill, Zenith. I desperately want to share this between Nemesis and ABC Warriors just to reflect the range of Mills' writing and the value of his contribution to the comic, but since ties aren't allowed, there's only one plausible winner. Hey, listen, yeah, that's why I have runner-ups, you know, whatever. Um, Morrison's still looking over Moore's shoulder and copying his answers at this stage. <laughs> but that kind of meticulously constructed narrative where everything falls into place as if it had been constructed that way from the beginning as part of a larger plan is an impressive and addictive form of storytelling. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I yeah, I, I I mostly agree. I think I'm interested to see. Um, I feel like this Zenith three feels less more and a li- less like more and a little bit more like just sort of a general send up of uh, comics at the time. But you know, sort of interested to see how we get on with that. Best month? What am I? A calendar? A. And for MVP of '88, Willie Russell Steve Dillon. Hey, all right, fist bump for Dillon as MVP. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not voting for Bisley, who, by my measure, is a superstar of this era. But look at how many strips the workhorse Dylan has spread across. And this is actually my exact reason as well. <laughs> he creates one enduring classic, brings a completely different style of storytelling and subject matter to the comic with its first writer-artist series, and classes up a complete dog by gracing the hit stories with the flawless storytelling. Solid figure work and exciting action art Rogue Trooper has relied on to paper over the cracks in the basic premise and scripting. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Dylan's Rogue Trooper art somehow manages to embody the best qualities of Jamie Hernandez and Cam Kennedy, which is quite a trick. We'll never see his like again, certainly not in 1989. Aw, man. Uh, our final nomination, Peter Adamson, also from Where Eagles Dare on the Facebook, uh, says, For the first year, this is me looking at 2080 in retrospect, as I'd stopped getting to Prague and only started to fill in the gaps when I resumed in 1981. As a consequence, my stories got all mixed up, <laughs> got all messed mixed up. So here are my impressions of 88. Um, for, for best art, for him it's easy. It's between uh, Steve Yole for Zenith or newcomer Simon Bisley, and he picks the biz. He was handed ABC Warriors and he reinvents them from the beat-up Talbot models from uh, Nemesis, from Nemesis 4, I believe, having turned a, clumpy, a clunky group of misshapen robots into something athletic, balletic, and very, very cool. It's a highly impressive debut and easy to see why he became one of the influences on the next wave of 2080 artists from the get-go. And he hasn't even got to Slane yet. Yeah, coming soon to Space Spitter 2000. <laughs> Best writer is harder to say, as we're really dealing with the next generation coming in with Milligan, Morrison, and Smith providing some strong stuff this year. I'm giving it to Morrison and Zenith because it was a series I generally stuck with from one issue to the next. Not knowing what was coming next totally hooked me in. Best thrill is Dread. What could have been a cheesy reprise of Our Man and Hondo, um, but Down Under has instead uh, sowed the seeds of Kraken, of the Kraken arc, etc. And what follows afterwards, it's one to watch for sure. Although I'll mention that Our Man and Hondo doesn't come to Lady Nine. See you next episode. Um, for MVP, uh, uh, Peter says it's tricky. I've emptied my guns on Bisley and Morrison already, so I'll just say John Wagner. He had a rocky year with a splint from Alan Grant, but leading up to, uh, up to this, his Dread and Strontium Dog stories were solid and continued to mature their characters. Oz, in particular, just nudged Joe's world 
with a, 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 a bit further from the early democracy stories. And Dread is all the more interesting for this com- com- uh, com- complexity. Even Jocular Oz doesn't escape the shade uh, uh, Wagner lens, lends his way for good or ill. And for best month, he picks January, very popular month because of all the new thrills. ABC Warriors in their first starring strip for years, Oz trucking along, and Bad Company hasn't even reached its full stretch yet. Even John Hinkleton's two Torquemadas with Uncle Pat is something new and daring after the Gothic Empire. And yet it's arbitrary, and it's more, sh- uh, and, and there's more shaking to come with Zenith at the beginning of the end for Johnny Alpha, but this is a great start to a pivotal year. Thank you very much, and thanks to everybody who sent in nominations for the Spinnies. I'm sorry I sort of read some and elited others. It's tough when it's uh, uh, me on my own, but that's just how it has to go for this one. Um, thank you so much again. Looking forward to us getting it to 89 and um, what your thoughts will be about those thrills. And that year, it's an exciting time as we get deeper into 2000 AD. Ooh, all those big stuff this year. Horned God, uh, the move to more color in the fall. Going to be great. Sorry, this is just me, uh, future Conrad, stepping on past Conrad's toes. Uh, let's get back to those guys. Take it away, past boys. <laughs> All right, good nominations. Good job, everybody. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what's coming in the next year for 2000 AD, Fox. Always exciting. Ooh, I like this. Upcoming thrills, upcoming creators. So for next year, returning thrills, Judge Dredd, obviously. Brad. We'll get several Judge Anderson stories, which I'm very excited for. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, I love Um, Anderson. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Some some really amazing art in those, both by um, David Roach and by uh, newcomer um, Arthur Ranson. Very exciting. Cool. Uh, we're gonna have a tiny bit of Nemesis. All right, uh, like I'm Nemesis out anyway. Yeah, no, we're gonna have like like one prog of Nemesis next episode, <laughs> and then like that's literally it for Nemesis for like five years. Or oh my like god! That. Yeah, it sounds like they've had it with them for a while too. So uh, then uh, uh, con- also continuing uh, Night Zero. We just saw the first episode of that. Just mm-hmm. some uh, cyborg, uh, uh, cyborg cabbie having action-packed adventures and stuff. Yeah. He's got to um, get a little rapey with the dame kind of thing. I, luckily, that stuff passes over immediately okay. after this episode. Okay. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm bummed that that's a lasting impression that, we've had, <laughs> that, 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 that you've had of him because it's not one that the story keeps. You know? All right. I'm glad. That is yeah, good. So, so we'll get two Night Zero stories next time. Red. Um, okay. Then a bunch more uh, Tales from the Doghouse. Those are sort okay. of going to take some kind of future shocky uh, jobs here as that's, we sort of. That's actually, I kind of think that's pretty okay. Just some fun, light, um, you know, weird strong team dogs taking out weird criminals kind Better of Better than a future shock, man. <laughs> Always, yeah. So then we'll get uh, more sooner or later. It's going to be Swifty's Return. Oh, Ooh, which should be real fun, and 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 art by a by a by a Jamie Hewlett who did like Tank Girl and stuff. So that's good. Oh, yeah. okay. See, that's a great got mix. A, got a good pedigree for sure. Yeah, no, um, that's that fits so well with the with the current kind of aesthetic of it too. I love yeah. that. So then, um, Strontium Dog is going to continue. Of course, the uh, the final solution is going to basically play out over the over the course of eighty of eighty nine. A whole bunch of it. Okay. That's oh. rad. We'll have Slain, absolutely. Uh, this oh, story, finally. the foreign god, is massively important. Oh, and we'll be great. 
getting books one and two of it in 89. We get Zenith Phase 3 as well. Fuck, yes. Oh, this year's sounding awesome. It's got some cool stuff. Um, then a Rogue Trooper, we're going to get a uh, – what? Huh. The – an iconic uh, story called Cinnabar in Rogue Trooper that a lot, of, a lot of people consider to be one of the top Rogue Trooper stories ever. Okay. I mean, but he's um, been to Cinnabar before, right? I don't think so, but he's been or around what, there. Uh, where, where am I thinking of then? It's the place that's kind of like Morocco. It's all gas. Yeah, out. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when it was rocking the gas bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, we'll get, um, oh, uh, Mean Team comes back. What? Mean Team. What? Why? Um, you know, there's just a, a, one or two loose ends to tie up, basically. In the meantime. are there, are yes. there actually are there? Do we really yep. need to? We don't no, need to do that. Definitely don't need to, but we will. <laughs> but we mean um, to. <laughs> Speaking of don't need to, uh, Moonrunners will also be back for a second for a second round. Oh, great! That sounds awesome. I, I mean, I slightly liked that. Uh, it's good. This one's going to be weird. It's going to involve a giant dude. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> like Galactus size? Or? No, like maybe like 10 feet tall, I want to no, say. That's, that's pretty tall. That's like... Big, en- big enough to be disturbing. That's and then Ursa finally, tall. Yeah, for return... Oh, Blackhawk. Uh, but uh, <laughs> finally, for returning thrills, we got Chopper going to Super Surfer 11. Um, Fuck yeah. All which right. Which is going Brad. to be a tasty treat. Yeah, so then oh. new thrills, Fox. Okay. We've got a couple new ones. Uh, two of them are written by newcomer writer uh, Hillary Robinson. One's called Zippy Couriers, which is about a lady that sort of, you know, delivers things in the far future. Or not okay. the far future. The not too distant future, maybe. Then a uh, Medivac 318, which is about, which is basically mash in space a little bit. Um, uh-huh. Because suicide is painless. Yep. Moving on. Then there's a then a fervent and lobe who you may remember as those psychic cowboys from the uh, most uh, recent uh, Tyranny mm, Rex um, story. Get their mm, own confusing solo adventures in the mm, frog. Mm. There's a story called A Dead Man Coming Up, which I'm very excited about, but I don't want to talk too much about it. And then okay. um, there's a story, uh, The War Machine, which is a new Rogue Trooper story. Uh, uh, just a, it's and they a really, they it's really a dropped reboot. the kills, huh? Yeah, this is a reboot of Rogue Trooper. We're starting, we're starting fresh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did. Like, so they, so they do that. I, they do for Rogue Trooper, you know. Oh, <laughs> poor, poor Rogue. I mean, I was slightly interested in his assassinations, but I guess no, that story's not going anywhere. This is a new guy called Friday who's going to be doing stuff. Uh, the conclusion of the hit storyline <gasps> will be in the 89 Winter Special, I should say. So, okay. you know, you can listen to that as well. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> I So the guy in this is called Friday? Yeah. Not to be confused with uh, Mr. Monday. No, or the uh, manservant from uh, from uh, Robinson Crusoe. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then just some dread stories, Fox. Generally, these these just ones I was looking through that that kind of uh, 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 stood out to me. Okay. Um, there's our man and Hondo, which we'll be getting to actually right at the start of '89, uh, which is dread going to uh, Japan, basically. Okay. Cool. It's you know it's it's it, it's got ups and downs. Uh, we'll get oh. the. Uh, the return of the Spider Woman, which I'm very excited oh, about. No, I'm going to yeah. be sad again. Oh, you're going to be freaked out. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> I'm going to be freaked out. Yeah. I don't want to be freaked out. Going to read sounds... some poetry, Fox. I'm very excited about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Um, then then uh, we'll get a, a story called a Crazy Barry Little Mo, which is about an evil judge that that Dredd has to deal with. Oh my um, God! Can I be? Can you be Crazy Barry and I'll be Little Mo? I feel like that's our that is indeed how our relationship works out. Yes, um, there's. <laughs> The Dread story in the bath, which, which is one of my favorites. It's basically okay. just uh, Dread takes a bath and some perps try to break into his apartment and things don't, oh. don't go well for them. <laughs> does he? Does he just like go around his house in the nude? Don't actually don't tell me. I want to. I don't. Don't. Yeah, I need to see I've this. I've said that too much great. already. Yeah, uh, sounds um, so great. We'll get uh, several more uh, PJ maybe moments. Um, we'll get Cardboard City, which is which we'll see the return of Cam Kennedy to the to, to uh oh, to, cool. to drawing dread. Also, the return of Maria. Hey, uh, eat the minestrone soup. Uh, oh my God, we gotta go back that far, huh? Mm-hmm. We'll get a story called uh, Young Giant, which is a uh, a return or sort of a a a, 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 a continuation of our fa- of our of our friend Judge Giant coming back into the prog. Oh, great. In certain ways, or sort of, and oh. then finally, uh, it still pays to be mental. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh yeah, no, the... I remember it pays to be mental. It was good, good little slapsticky kind of like God. Ah, it's like here's here's the day in the life of a crazy person in Mega City exactly. One. Exactly, and so we'll be getting more of those, um, more of that uh, late in the year in 2018. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Good slice of life stuff. Oh, sorry. Also, Dread will will go to I forget what it's called, but to like a uh, a corrupt Central American uh, mega city as well. It's very exciting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Anyway, so but that's it for new uh, thrills and stuff. Fox. We'll also get some new creators this year. Like I said, you know, because basically. <laughs> This is sort of a mixed blessing because it's sort of because Maxwell isn't giving 2008 very much money. It means I've got to bring in mm. some new creators that are willing to work for less money, basically. Ah, understood. <laughs> or for, you know, for some prestige stuff or something like that, basically. Oh, God, you're you're working for, like, the, the resume builder. I mean, it's not literally. working for experience. But there are, you know, 2080 does offer way more psychic benefits of like, hey, here's this comic you read when you were a kid uh, that yeah. now you're actually being published in. A lot of money. Man, we don't pay a lot of money. It's British comics, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff. But so new artists. We got uh, Simon Jacob, Graham Higgins, Mick Austin, Dougie Braithwaite's, uh, Stephen Baskerville, Jamie uh, J- Jamie Hewlett, who, who, who I mentioned previously, uh, John McRae, Arthur Ransom, I'm very excited about, uh, Pete Venters, Mike Hadley, Keith Keith Page, and Simon Colby. I'm sure I've mispronounced several names, and we'll talk more about all these folks as they arrive on the uh, timeline. Man, that's a lot of people. Yeah, new writers also. We got Larry Watson, John Tomlinson, uh, David Anderson, Jim Campbell, Mark Miller, who will go on to do a lot of comic stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. Ian Miller and uh, Keith Ripley. Just a lot of these guys. And we'll get wow. you know, more complete introductions as we get further into the year when they actually show up doing these comics. Man, that's so many people coming in for 1989. You know, it's sort of mixed blessing kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so... Big show milestones, Fox. Oh, oh yeah. man. I like show milestones. Yeah. During our 1989 coverage, we should hit 30% completion of 2000 AD. Oh, God. Fuck. And we'll get to our gigantic 200th episode. Oh, oh you bet you're getting drunk, Conrad. You're coming drunk to that one. 
Going to be very exciting. We're also getting increasingly close to the start of the Judge Dredd magazine. Um, and I, and so I, I, I'm sorry to keep teasing it out. I've got very good ideas for what's going to happen. I'll, we'll talk way more about it actually mm. at, in the Judge Dredd 1990 annual in a few, f- few short months. So stay on the hook oh. for that. All right. But I got a plan. I feel like I got, I got, I, I got a person lined up. Ooh. Um, and we'll be able to start getting into this stuff. It's going to be really great. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun as we get to this magazine. That fucking awesome. Rad. Yeah. So stay on tenter hooks for that, you jerks. I will and, be uh, on, I, I will be on tender crisps or whatever you said. Woo. I love anyway. tenders. Yeah, it's different. But anyway, thank you for hanging out with us for another year of thrills. As always, you can it's, find Space Spinner it's been 2000. Fantastic. Yeah, been fun. Like, you know, this may be not the strongest year, but I think just always great fun, Fox, talking with you for another 50 some progs, oh. another billion some thrills, <laughs> oh, God, another Jesus. rotation around the earth as we oh. just get real crazy with thrill power. Oh, my God, Conrad. It's just so many thrills. I will say, so many thrills outside the Prague. Like it is crazy. Just um, reading ahead in '89, they just talk about movies coming out and what uh, pop culture stuff shows up in the fan art of the um, of the uh, comic. You know, Mm. where it's like you know, Judge whatever or Tharg the whatever. Oh god, really, really reaching a point where I'm really coming online (laughs) with with pop culture stuff, and I'm really like, oh yeah, I know exactly what this is. Well, I mean, great. I saw their Willow ad. That was yeah. cool. I know Willow. Or like, or like, oh, this movie came out, and that's a movie that really had a profound effect on me growing up. Oh, you know? great. Okay. Yeah. Like, because like 89 is like, uh, please is God. Like Batman, is like Batman. It's Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. It's a bunch oh, of other stuff. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Anyway. Yeah. Whoa. So you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, podcast site, spacebinner2000.com. You can contact us at spacebinner2000 at gmail.com and 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages on Twitter at spacebinner2k. Everything else will be spacebinner2000. We should be there. And thank you for everyone who did so to supply your excellent spinny nominations. Mm-hmm. Such a spicy spinny nominations. Exactly. Anyway, come back next time as Dread heads to Hondo. Anderson hangs out with some aliens. You learn more about Night Zero. Half has returns for some penultimate adventures. And Zippy Couriers blasts off. Woo. And until then, I'm Conrad. He's Fox. And we are Space Spinner 2000. Splendid Bird See ya in 1989. Ah, uh, <laughs> winky face emoji. No emojis in 19- God damn it.